live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker, and every week, Sean and I get together to talk to you about everything it takes to get you ready for retirement. So uh, welcome back to the show, Sean. How's it going? It's going well, James. Feeling good. How are you? I'm feeling good. Uh, I kind of have that Groundhog Day feeling, you know, like the movie Groundhog Day, because in September, you know, I turn on the news and they were worried about the the budget impasse and there's a shutdown that's looming just a few days in the future. And there's this debate that just isn't going anywhere. But then at the last minute, they got in a deal and the president signed it right before the shutdown happened or maybe like soon after the shutdown happened, whatever. It just we, we, we seem to be doing this like every few months. And didn't we just do this last month? We did. And you're right. It seems like we do it every couple of months here because every time they pass one of those temporary measures, it allows the government to stay open basically like 45 days or so. Um, that way it just gives Congress a little bit more time to you know, finalize their funding uh, budget and all of that stuff. But, you know, I don't understand what takes them so long, but it seems like we're here every month or two. Well, the threat of the federal shutdown makes a lot of headlines. But when you look at it from the point of view of, of your investments or your IRA and how it reacts to the market, it's really not that big of a deal over the long term. Yeah, normally you see a little bit of uh, maybe some short term volatility. It could be, you know, the week of the conversations really going down when uh, they have to start really making some decisions. But for the most part, in the long run, your account normally does well. So I don't feel like it's a, a huge concern in that sense. Again, it's usually limited volatility. I mean, last time, basically, when we, we ended up shutting down was December of 2018 in, in uh you know, leading up to that, we saw quite a bit of volatility leading up to it. We were down almost 20%. You know, it was hurting at the time. You know, a lot of that volatility may not have been because of the conversations of the shutdown and all of that. Right. And there's so many weird statistics uh, around government shutdowns to where it doesn't really shake out as earth shattering as the headlines make it out to be. They they really hype these things up. And, you know, usually the after the decline happens, the stock's come back and usually gain a little bit more. Yeah. If you're looking at basically the last 20 or so government shutdowns dating back to 1976, stocks have been up 50% of the time. So it's it's not too big of a, of a concern at that you point. Like again. during the shutdown. Uh, what's that? During the shutdown. It's a 50-50 chance your stocks are going to go up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's usually short-term volatility. It's just more of the noise that we always hear on TV and all of that stuff. You know, during it, people are usually, you know, the way they feel is, hey, we're going to end up fixing this. It's not a big deal. The economy is not collapsing. Nothing to be too concerned about. Well, how silly did the headlines look, though? Because they make it sound so scary. You know, a government shutdown is looming and all this calamity and crisis is going to happen. And, you know, it's like the big rain cloud that follows Ziggy around. But when you say it's a 50-50 shot, your stocks are going to go up during a shutdown. That's not exactly apocalyptic. Yeah, I feel like a lot of folks don't even realize when the government shut down. You know, if you're not actually in one of the positions where the government shutdowns affect you, a lot of people just go on with their regular life. A lot of folks aren't even looking at the, the market. They're not looking at their financial accounts. They're not even really seeing what's going on. But for the most part, 
just like everything else nowadays, it's all clickbait. You know, they want to scare you. They want you to click on it, get some reads. What should I do? Should I sell everything? Oh, no. The government's about to shut down. Our, our accounts are going to go down 50%. Be careful. And that's just not the case. Well, the other thing that's on my mind that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, the interest on the national debt. Now, this isn't making big headlines, but I think this deserves more attention than is being paid to the government shutdown drama is the interest on the national debt is has a double whammy that just hit it in the last few years. Number one, it skyrocketed with all the air quotes emergency spending for COVID. And then we still retained much of that deficit, those high spending levels. And then at the same time, the interest rate, the bonds that are servicing this debt, the interest rates went up like more than double because it was down at the, you know, what was treasuries doing like one or 2% for a long time there. Yeah. And now they're yeah, back absolutely. up to not a high percentage rate, just a normal percentage range. But that basically tripled the cost of the, our interest payments annually on the debt. Absolutely. And that is a huge concern and nobody's really talking about it. It's getting harder and harder for the United States to continue to even pay the interest, let alone, you know, start new government programs and all of these other things. It basically, uh, in 2022, the interest on that debt was about $475 billion per year. Uh, If you're looking at fiscal year 2032, uh, you're looking at that interest costing about $1.4 trillion. So, it's unbelievable. It's unsustainable. I don't even know how we're going to continue to do that. And that's just paying the interest. We're not tapping into the principal or anything like that. It's unbelievable. And that 2032 is barely eight years away, almost, you know, not quite. That's pretty soon. So it comes up quick. It comes up real quick. Okay. So as a financial advisor, what this means to you, you have to think that inflation is going to continue. This whole transitory thing what they said transitory, what they got was permanent. Yeah, uh, of course. We talked about that before as far as transitory. And it was a joke when they when they said it to begin with. I mean, a fool would have believed that. And, and another thing, if you're looking at the, back to the interest talk, by 2053, they're projecting that the interest on our debt is going to be about $5.4 trillion. So if you think about you know what that is right now, the U.S. generated in revenue last year about $4.9 trillion in total. So yes, to your point, James, you're talking inflation. So how are we going to continue to pay for that stuff? If they're not willing to cut spending, and basically they're not, not only are they not willing to cut spending, they're just going to continue to add to spending. Well, guess what? You're left with raising taxes. That's exactly the road that we're down. Who knows how much we're going to raise taxes, but that's the only other way really at this point to start uh, generating more revenue for the government to pay these astronomical interest rates and this astronomical debt where we're over $33 trillion right now in national debt. It's insane. Well, I think maybe we should update the old idiomatic phrase where, you know, there's only two things in life that are certain, death and taxes. How about death, taxes, and inflation? Because that's built into the the foreseeable future uh, all the way along to the horizon. Yeah, and a lot of folks underestimate inflation. I know uh, some folks, and when I when I look at their plan, when they come in from uh, another advisor and they actually have a plan, which is rare, 
they're planning for two percent inflation, maybe two and a half. You know, we be let's be real on this. You got to at least be planning for about three percent compound inflation every single year. And if you're not, you have potential run out of your funds if you're not being careful. All right, talk about what people can do to call you and just have the conversation to start a plan. Yeah, you can give us a call at 248-988-9696. You set up an appointment. Uh, We go over all of these things. We talk about Social Security and maximizing that. We talk about if you have a pension, maximizing that, other investment strategies and income strategies. These are all the things that we're talking about, helping you plan for, talking about you know taxes and how that may affect your future income in retirement. Again, if you call us at 248-988-9696, you can uh, also get a free book. I wrote a book. It's called Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. And if you text that number again, 248-988-9696, text book to that number. We'll get you out your free book. That way you can start reading about all these things that we talk about on the show every single day or every single week, rather. If I call you and I set up a, one of these meetings, do I have to bring in some paperwork? Or I guess in modern 2023 language, do I have to email you some paperwork? It would be nice if you came prepared, you have some investment account statements, maybe a 401k statement or an IRA statement, have at least an estimated social security amount. If you have a pension, have some pension information that at least get the conversation going. So we can actually be productive in that meeting. I'd hate for you to come in and you don't really know what you have. You don't really know uh, where your other income may be coming from. No one wants to waste anybody's time. So it, it takes a little bit. I mean, you can have all this stuff ready within 10 minutes at your house and be prepared for the meeting. Where are you located? Yeah, we're in Southfield, just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road. We're across from the Southfield Public Library. So we would love to see you in person. Obviously, that's the, the best way to get to know each other and really dig in deep as far as your risk tolerance and needs in retirement. But we also do Zoom meetings. We understand uh, some folks don't want to drive in depending on where you're at. But we service this whole Metro Detroit area, you know, looking at Rochester Hills to Plymouth, Birmingham, Troy, obviously Southfield, Livonia, Westland. These are all the folks that we're helping every single day. A lot of folks from the big three, you know, give us a call 248-988-9696. Get your appointment today. All right. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Text right to 248-988-9696. That's R-I-G-H-T to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right Pack, text right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right Pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting right to 248-988-9696. That's right to 248-988-9696. 
Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker. And look, there's nothing, nothing that is more devastating uh, than the death of a spouse, maybe the death of a child. But look, it's important to realize you probably won't be capable of making the best solid financial decisions when you're in that moment, in, in the moment of grief. And so that's why we want to spend some time today with Sean to talk about some of the steps you need to take. If this does happen to you, we have a lot of fun on the show, but uh, you know, sometimes we have to talk about something serious and few things are uh, as serious as the loss of your best friend in life. And so you need to plan for that. And so I want to ask Sean, you know, about this, how do you make sure you and your spouse are on the same page with your finances? Should something happen to one of you? Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons that we stress that um, both spouses are here when we're meeting, building the plans and all of that, because you never know uh, when someone's going to pass away. And unfortunately, this happened to a client. Uh, I had just had met with him a couple weeks prior. We were, we were going over all of his accounts. His wife wasn't able to make the, the meeting. And, uh, and he, it, it was, you know, it was a great review because we went over beneficiary information. We just, we wanted to make sure everything is buttoned up. And that's what we do in every one of our reviews. We just want to review your beneficiaries and make sure nothing's changed in your life. And uh, so it was a good meeting. I remember he was actually waiting for his uh, living room to be finished getting renovated. I believe he had a fire in there. So it was a great review. And then two weeks later, received a phone call that uh, he was setting up a tree stand. He was a hunter. He was setting up a tree stand and fell out of the tree stand and broke his back and died. And it was devastating. Um, you know, his wife is just lost her husband. And, you know, luckily, you, just prior to that, we, we reviewed everything, made sure all the beneficiaries were up to date. But, you know, when she came in, I mean, she's just devastated. She couldn't make any decision for herself at that point. So luckily, you know, we were here for her. We were able to, to handle all the, the financial side on our side, you know, making sure that we're moving the accounts into her name and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, it's just brutal. That's one of the tougher parts of this job is when, you know, a, a spouse passes away and, you know, we're helping the surviving spouse get through that rough time. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not fun to talk about things like this and to contemplate your own mortality. But statistically speaking, the odds of you both dying at the exact same time, aside from, you know, a car wreck or getting hit by a meteor. I mean, how would it even happen? It, I would say it almost never happens. So while it's not fun to think about, this is something you're almost assuredly going to utilize because relationships, all human relationships that you can enter, enter into, Sean and guy listening to us, can only end up in two ways, breakup or death. And so yeah. death is, is something that you're going to face on a long enough time scale, one of you. Yeah. yeah. And and like you said earlier, no one wants to think about it. It's, and that's one of the reasons that stops people from going to get their estate plan set up to go see the attorney, making sure to, to have a trust if it makes sense for them. But at the very least, get having a will. Uh, so a lot of folks just push it off and push it off. And really, that that's something that you should get done. As soon as you start having kids, you should sit down with the attorney and, and get all of that done. You need your power of attorneys in place, durable and healthcare power of attorneys, all that stuff. And that's what an estate planning attorney can absolutely help you do. And what you want to do when you when we're setting up the plans and, and all of that, uh, 
it sounds very simple, but you want to make sure both spouses uh, knows where everything is. You know, they, where are all of your different accounts at? How do you access your accounts? Do you have online passwords, username and passwords to get on to those accounts or, or and, you know, even get on your spouse's accounts? Because, you know, things could be spread out. You're trying to figure out, okay, where do we have an old 401k or where's this IRA? So everybody's got to be on the same page. Make sure whether it's a list tucked somewhere, you know, in your home, whatever it is, but just make sure you guys have a place to where it's all laid out, all your different accounts. You have a nice asset structure there. That way, you know, there's there's nothing hiding at that point. One thing you'll notice uh, for the people who put off their will for a long time, don't feel bad. I was one of them. I even had kids. I had four kids before I got a will. And after the fourth kid was born, I said, you know what? Maybe I should be somewhat responsible because now there's a lot of people that are kind of depending on me if, if something bad happens. Uh, so I, I was uh, I was really late to the game. So if you want to feel less guilty, just think I'm I'm right there where, where you were. It wasn't too long. I, I mean, it, it was this, the weekend after I signed my estate planning documents. Uh, there was a rainstorm and my car hydroplane only for a few feet, but it kind of skidded sideways just a little bit. And my tires caught and I straightened it right out. And there was no problem, no foul, didn't bump in anything, didn't hit a curb, no damage done. And uh, everything was okay, except right then. And that last little uh, five seconds of, of panic, I was glad I had an estate plan. I actually thought about signing. That's like, wow, I just signed that stuff, and I almost just slid into a bridge embankment. That was uh, that was weird. None of us have a crystal ball, and anything can happen at any time. Any crazy weird thing, you can walk out of your house and a piece of ice from your roof falls on you. Anything. So don't just assume you're going to live until you're ninety and everything. You have time to do these things. I mean. Everybody procrastinates with, with everything. Like this is one of the things that you really need to get done, and 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 you can put it in a in your drawer somewhere, and you don't have to think about it. But just make sure that you get an estate plan set up, and and when you meet with your advisor, make sure that you guys are going over your beneficiary information, and make sure if you have a trust and and it makes sense for you, you're putting the trust on as beneficiary, whatever it is. But you want to review these things every single year and just making sure that everybody's on the same page. Well, you know what it feels like? I know feels like doesn't come up so much in uh, financial planning, but it feels like sort of the opposite of that, you know, the idiomatic phrase, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, where if you just keep adding a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight, eventually the camel will break. This is like taking straws off the camel's back because, you know, you have all of these things to worry about. Oh, I need to get my affairs in order. Oh, if something happens to me, is, is my wife going to be okay? Oh, if something happens to me, are the kids and grandkids going to be okay? And once you do this, it kind of lightens your load. So, you know, you're still carrying 400 other burdens, you know, from your uh, electric bill to your taxes, but one of your straws just got taken off your back. And, and that's one of the good things about getting this done is out of all the things you have to worry about, that's one less thing. Yeah, and you don't really have to worry about it anymore as far as you don't really have to think about it. Once it's in order and maybe you have a trust, there's a lot of language in the trust covering for things that you know might change in your life, whether it be having another child or, or something like that. So the rules and all that's written out in the trust, so it's not as if you got to get it updated every, every year or things like that. But you, you can go and you can get these things done, put them away, and just don't really think about them. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons this keeps coming up for Sean Mueller and other retirement planners uh, across the country is that women are living about six to eight years longer than men on average. And then men marry women who are younger anyway. 
And so what we have is about an 80-20 split, where the last time we checked this statistics, it was somewhere around the neighborhood of uh, 80% of the time when one of the spouses passes away, it's going to be the man first. And so that means if there is a shortfall, if you, we do get to the end of the assets, 80% of the time is going to be the woman holding the bag. Yeah, and I meet with a lot of widows, and uh, yeah, most definitely it's it's the women when it comes down to it at the at the end of the day for the most part. So uh, if you, if you're a lady out there and and you're married, make sure that you're you know pushing your husband into doing this uh, estate plan and that as well. So you can be the voice there to to kind of nudge him along and really state your fears on on all of the stuff. You know, ask those questions. Do I know where all of our accounts are? Do you have life insurance? So these are questions that you should ask. And, and if there's no real answers there, you absolutely need to sit down with somebody. Well, one of the first things that happens when a spouse passes away is one of the social security checks drops off, whether it's the male or the female. And so you can start right there and see where when uh, the second you lose one little income stream, that means your life is going to change. You, you're either going to have to make that up somewhere else or your lifestyle is going to drop. And we prefer to make it up somewhere else. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons uh, where we were talking earlier is getting that plan set up, your retirement plan set up in your 50s. That way, if you, you're setting up guaranteed income for yourself, you can set it up to continue to pay. It doesn't matter who, uh, as far as spouse-wise, who predeceases who, that income is going to continue to come to you forever. You cannot outlive it. And that's one of the important reasons why, uh, for, for a lot of folks, it does make sense to have some form of guaranteed income because uh, you are going to lose uh, the lower of the Social Security amounts, and that hurts in retirement. And then maybe you have a pension or your husband has a pension. And, uh, you know, that pension income will reduce. It could reduce, uh, you know, 50% potentially, or depending on what uh, he or she may have taken when they turned on the pension, it might just fully go away. So these are all questions that you need to ask and the reasons why you need to start planning early for these things, because, you know, once one spouse passes away, you're going to be dealing with less income. And how is that going to affect your overall retirement? Yeah, the other thing, uh, or another thing, is taxes. Losing a spouse changes you from filing jointly to filing single, and that usually can, or that can often result in higher taxes. Absolutely. When you are forced to start filing as a single person now, uh, I see it too many times where it really, it jumps that surviving spouse up into the next tax bracket, and it really can be brutal. You're Now you're faced with, you're, you've got less income coming in because you don't have that Social Security anymore. And on top of it, you're paying more in taxes because it jumped you up into a higher tax bracket because you got to file single. So, and, and this is all the things that we're doing when we're building a plan. We're making sure that we're solving for all of these different uh, scenarios. Yeah. And then you can go really in the weeds with Social Security, you know, when we do the deep dive into it. Uh, if uh, you have an ex-spouse that passes away, perhaps you're eligible for a widow's benefit, and then that overlaps with you know what benefits you got going on now, and if your benefits higher than your deceased spouse, and man, there's there's a weird spiderweb of rules that you can get into with the Social Security stuff that surrounds the you know the losing of a spouse. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you want to be able to know your options, go over all your options, run those different options in your plan because you always want to continue to update your plan. So yeah, to your point, social security can be extremely confusing. And if you just lost a spouse, it's it's tough enough dealing with that, let alone making a sound financial decision at that point. All right, Sean, uh, for, when, for the poor person out there that sp- their spouse passes away, if they have no financial planning, what do you recommend they do immediately? Yeah, if you have no financial planning, you need to give us a call immediately, 248-988-9696, or go to our website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com, book your appointment. You know, you'll come in, don't worry about it, it's not intimidating, we're just getting to know you, we're asking you some basic questions. Don't feel like if you don't have enough money saved or whatever it is, you have to be intimidated. Just call, set an appointment, let's go over it, let's have a conversation, and it's never too late and it's never too early, so you should do that today. All right, that's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696, or MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. The whole reason to get a plan so you can say, you know what? Hey, Sean, uh, now I'm starting to think uh, maybe 65 is better. Another reason why it's so important to have a plan, you're just constantly making adjustments to these plans as your life circumstances change. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker. We're talking about something that's just not fun. This is a serious topic here, and it gets a little more serious if you don't have a plan for what happens when your spouse dies. Now, we just talked about what happens and how to set up the proper plan, but we know a lot of people do not get to that plan before the inevitable happens. So what do these people do? As a financial advisor, what would your advice be to someone who who just lost their spouse or, you know, one of their parents passed away or an aunt or an uncle or something? What what piece of advice would you give to these people who have no financial professional planning already involved in a spouse passes away? Yeah, there's lists out there that you can actually look at. So I just want to go over a few things. Uh, So first one, you want to contact your attorney to really see or identify your spouse's uh, will. Hopefully they have a will. Um, So that would be a a good place to at least get started is to contact that attorney. Another one is to contact the Social Security Administration, depending on if they're getting Social Security or if they're currently not getting Social Security and maybe you're eligible to get their Social Security. So you want to contact the Social Security Administration. Those are a couple places to get started first. Well, when you talk about, um, you know, all the notifications. I, I don't even know where to start with that. And, you know, I haven't gone through this process yet. So who all does need to be notified in, in most situations? Yeah, you'd want to, if they're still employed, you'd want to contact their employer, uh, maybe uh, former employers or employees. Uh, if they're a veteran, uh, you'd want to contact Veterans Administration. That's another thing that a lot of folks wouldn't even think of doing. Uh, so, you know, you, you just dealt with a spouse or your partner passing away. 
and and you got to kind of go over these checklists, insurance companies, uh, maybe they have life or health insurance uh, that it's going to impact that. Uh, maybe uh, you got to change property titles. Then you got to look at all your different banks. If you have joint bank accounts or investment accounts, you got to contact those folks. You got to contact the three major credit bureaus, accountant, tax preparer. So, I mean, it's a it's a long list. This sounds like when you get issued a new debit card times 100. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. You have automatic payments and that coming out of your debit card, and all of a sudden you got to go and change 10 different uh, accounts. But yeah, I mean, that's basically, you know, you got to go down that list and just start checking things off. It's going to take time. You're most likely not going to do it within a day or two. Uh, but it's it's nice when you have a financial professional that can really help you check off all these things. Right. Because, I mean, if you don't, are you making up your own list? Can they just call you and get the a list you're talking about? Or is that something you would call an estate planning attorney? But, you know, y'all kind of have different duties. Yeah, we can most definitely help out with the list and, and help you stay on top of it. But yeah, first step would be uh, to contact the estate planning attorney and uh, they can definitely help you out there. All right, let's talk about the the order that we need to do some of this uh, the, these important tasks in. My spouse passes away. What do I need to do immediately? What are some of the first things that I need to be taking care of? In, you know, in the middle of all this grief, you know, what are my priorities? Yeah, you got to start sending out those death certificates. So start sending them out to the financial institutions, credit agencies, the IRS. Uh, so you want to do that as soon as possible. Usually funeral homes will help you uh, with applying to get those death certificates and they'll give you a certain amount. And I believe they charge you if you want extra death certificates because uh, some you need the certified death certificate in order for them to be approved. You can, they won't accept a copy of it. That's really first step is to start sending all of those out. And then as far as financial institutions go, you, you definitely want to contact them. There is a little bit of a lag time between them getting the death certificate and that. And uh, sometimes you get some fraudsters that will, you know, find out that someone has passed away and attempt to, you know, kind of steal their identity in that. So you got to be aware of that. All right. What are some things that, that you should slow down on that you shouldn't make a quick decision on? When your spouse passes away, something that you would say, hey, tap the brakes, sleep on it, give us some time, and then address what issues? Yeah, you most definitely don't want to start making any big financial decisions. Some financial professionals call this a decision-free period. You know, you need to cope with this death. Don't start making any big decisions because it's really hard to start thinking clearly when, when your spouse or someone very close to you has passed away. So most definitely don't start signing and doing some some big financial decisions. All right, Sean, we're talking about, this is not a fun topic, uh, the passing away of a spouse. We kind of lean toward the women in this, and you know, for good reason. Uh, women are usually the ones left holding the bag when there is a, a hole in the, the financial plan and the assets run out. And it's something to the tune of like a 80-20 split here. 80% of the, the time, it's going to be the woman holding the bag. And so uh, we, we pay a little bit more attention to the wives in these situations. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier as far as making sure, you know, at home, you guys have a list somewhere where it gives you the breakdown of all of your accounts and, and all that. You, you just want to make everything easy, not, not only for yourself, if you're the surviving spouse, but in the rare event that you and your partner pass away together, it makes it easier on your kids or beneficiaries to really find uh, all of the information that they're going to need. So you, you definitely want to make sure that you identify a spot in your home where you have the breakdown of all of these things, 
um, you know, as far as your your spouse goes, making sure that, you, you know, you have their potential sign-ons uh, for their online accounts, like if it's a joint online account and you don't have one, so it's easy for you to get in there and, and you know, get statements or whatever uh, you have to do at, at that point. But again, we can't stress enough when, when you lose a spouse, just don't go out and start making some some big decisions. Give yourself quite a bit of time to grieve and, and get in a, a clearer place so, you know, if you do have to make a pretty large financial decision, you know, you can really put some time to think about it. Well, I know every situation is different. So just vaguely speaking, what do you recommend the spouse does when they get a big life insurance settlement? Because that's one in my plan right now. The thing that's going to take care of my wife and kids is uh, I, I got a big life insurance payout. What do you usually recommend the spouse do with that lump sum of money? Yeah, so everybody's going to be different. So it usually takes a little bit of time for the life insurance companies to pay it out and all of that. And that's where your financial professional can really sit down with you. And as you guys are submitting the paperwork to get the uh, the death benefit, really start to uh, adjust the, pl- the plan accordingly, depending on what you need. Maybe you need another form of guaranteed income, seeing that you lost the Social Security uh, of, of one of you guys. Um, maybe a pension's gone. Creating some form of guaranteed income might might be the best place for you. Um, it could be maybe at that time, depending on when they passed away. Maybe if you don't have a long term care policy, it could be a good time to start looking at that because you no longer have a, you know a spouse to rely on potentially taking care of you if something were to happen. So that could be another good place to start looking to invest some of your monies with that death benefit. Yeah, I always uh, think the big issue would be you get this big lump sum. Do you pay off all the debt and then set up the rest of the money as an income stream or you set up a big chunk as an income stream and use that stream to slowly pay off all these debts that are still over your head? And is there just a general answer to that? Again, I know every situation is going to be different, but what do you see more often? Yeah, uh, for the most part, depending on how much debt you have and how much the death benefit is, it is nice to be able to pay off that debt. And it all depends on interest rates and what all of those look like as well. Uh, if you're putting every single dollar into paying off all the debt, it might not make sense because then you're not really able to generate any more income. Uh, and if you need a sufficient amount of income and increasing income, you're not going to have any monies to really create that stream anymore. So like you said, every situation is different. Uh, but that's, you know, when you really, at that point, you really got to sit down and see and, and run the numbers and see what makes the most sense for you. All right. We're talking with Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696. Now you're the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. How far away is it from the guy listening right now? Yeah, we're probably pretty darn close. Uh, it's in Southfield, Michigan, just south of 696 off Evergreen Road, right across the Southfield Public Library. Uh, we're in the atrium building. We'd love to see you here. So, And we also do Zoom meetings. If you want to do a Zoom meeting, save time from commuting in. But I always like to be able to sit down face-to-face with someone and get to know you that way. Well, when we're talking about the losing a spouse and people want to, you know, the, you've got them uh, interested in coming coming up with a plan to take care of their best friend when something happens. How long does that process take? Is that something that you could do in an hour? Is that a two-meeting process? We're talking about weeks, months? Yeah, we can get it done in in weeks. So basically what you're talking about, every meeting, I would say, 
on average, it could be an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, two or three meetings, we should be able to get everything set up, get your plan together, and really help you make uh, the best financial decisions possible for yourself. For 13 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process called the Mueller Map to help them come to the right decision for their financial plans, including what to do about taxes and inflation. If you're retired or you're going to be retired in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 248-988-9696 or go directly to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment today. All right, that's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. Again, the number 248-988-9696, the website MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right. Drown out the noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. To get your Retire Right pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. Asking all of these different questions, I've sat with hundreds of different households over the years, and everybody's a little different. I need to make sure that we're tailoring these plans specifically for you and really making your retirement dreams come true. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker. And in our quest to fill your head with some of the best financial knowledge that we can acquire during the week, over here on the weekends, that's all we're doing. We're just taking information and shoving it through your ear, into your brain, so that when the day comes that you have to make some of these financial decisions, you'll be ready. You'll be prepared. You'll be like, oh, I heard about that from Sean. This is what he was talking about. And so one of the ways we do that is the mailbag segment. We take some of the best questions that Sean gets there in the week and we go over them on the show. It really is that simple. So, uh, Sean, you ready for another mailbag segment? I am ready. Let's do this. All right. First question. This was kind of long, but it's a good one. This one says, my son is starting his first real job after college. And I don't want to be too overbearing, 
but I do think it's important that he starts early with saving for retirement. And I don't want to just assume that he's making the right decisions. Is there a good way to approach this so I don't come across as patronizing? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think that's a valid question as far as uh, coming across as patronizing because, you know, let's face it, that's what most kids think their parents are doing. They're asking them a bunch of questions about this new job that they just got. So you kind of got to ease into it. Um, so, you know, I would just start out with a basic question of, you know, does your employer uh, have a 401k or have they even uh, given you options yet of what to start investing in if they do offer a 401k? And then I would probably throw out, hey, you know, your employer might give you free money if you invest in their 401k that they offer. So, you know, that usually catches their ear to say free money. You know, obviously I'm talking about if their employer matches them. And if you don't really want to get into it too much with your son, maybe give them our number and say, you know what, I, I've listened to Sean on the radio. I think he might be able to, to help you get going and answer some of your questions that you might have as far as maybe what to put your money in, uh, 401k, Roth IRA, whatever it may be. We can, uh, we can go over that with him. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes a third party to actually come in and uh, you know help educate him a little bit. Do you help uh, existing clients sort of pass down the wisdom to the next generation? And my real question is, how receptive are young adults when you try and do that? Yeah, and they're all, they're all different. So I, I really enjoy working with uh, my clients that are basically retired. I like to work with their with their kids. I like to start getting them set up. Some of them have already been investing maybe in their 401ks or outside of their 401ks for a few years. So they've been able to save up uh, a chunk of money, but it, it really feels good to be able to pass down the knowledge to the younger kids and really getting them set up on a plan early. Um, and that might not, you know, be quite the uh, intensive plan that, you know, their parents have as far as where exactly their income's coming from and all of that, but it gets them uh, on a plan of, hey, can we start a tax-free bucket here? And if so, what might that look like when you go and pull the trigger on retirement when you're 60 or 65, and now you have this nice size tax-free bucket that you can withdraw off of. Uh, so, you know, I, I always like working, and, and I encourage clients to uh, pass my information down to their kids uh, so, you know, we, we can get them going young. You know, I like to think that I would help out my kids, but I also remember me around that age, you know, early 20s. I was kind of a hard-headed fella. So I'm not too optimistic, but I, I think that's all solid advice. I just don't know how receptive I would have been because, hey, young people are just buttheads sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, what happens a lot of times is, at least far, as far as what I've found, is they might get started and they could get started for a couple of years and then find themselves in a pinch and then kind of start to withdraw the monies out for various reasons or, or maybe they're unemployed for uh, a certain amount of time. So they're dipping into their investments and things like that. I mean, that's common for, for them, but you know, let's just start by getting them started and then worry about the rest at a later date. Right. You can go ahead and hate me in the meantime, but as long as you get started, that's the important part. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Compounding interest, all of that stuff. It makes a huge difference. If you start when you're 22, 23, 24 years old, man, and you're, you're investing for uh, 40 years or so before you retire, 30, whatever it is, your accounts are going to look good. All right. Next question from the mailbag for Sean Mueller. This one says, 
Is it a bad idea to try and start a business in retirement? I don't want to work full time anymore, but I've been toying with the idea of starting a consulting firm. Does that even make sense or should I let it go? That's a good question and a tough question. It depends how capital intensive that consulting firm may be to acquire clients and all of that. There's some businesses out there that maybe you don't have to put up much money to get it going and doesn't you don't have a lot of overhead as you continue to move forward. So if it's something like that, it, you can entertain it. But if it's something to where you got to go out and get either large loans or or maybe just put up a, a lot of your own money just to get it going and there's no guarantee that it's going to be successful, not sure that that's going to be the right thing for someone in retirement. I mean, you are finally in that retirement age or, you, or you're basically retired. Do you really want to go back to work? Uh, and and what I mean by that, do you want to go back to work uh, if you don't have to? Or do you want to go back to work because you're forced to go back to work? Because maybe you retired and you want to start a new consulting business and do that part time, which is great. But what happens if you didn't have to do that? And now you have to do that because you put so much money into it. You can't be retired anymore, or stay retired anymore. So it's a very slippery slope. I wouldn't necessarily just go right away and start dumping money into a new business if you're retired. Well, I also feel like in the question, there's a little, uh, I, I get the sense of he wants to have his cake and eat it too, because he says he doesn't want to work full time anymore, but he does want to start a business in retirement. And I kind of associate that with work. Oh man. If you've never started your own business, you have no idea how hard it is and how much work it is and how stressful it can be. It's never easy. And look, if you're one of the lucky ones and it's easy, I would love to talk to you. But it's it's a grind. And if it's your own business, you're going to be most likely working full time. I have a hard time believing somebody's going to be successful starting a business and only doing that part time. All right, next question for the mailbag. By the way, if you want to get a question in here, we can answer it on a, a future show. 248-988-9696. You can call, leave a voicemail, or you can actually text that phone number. 248-988-9696. And there's also a little uh, comment box at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. It's just Sean's last name, then RetirementPlanning.com. MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. Next question uh, from the mailbag for Sean Mueller. This one's not nearly as complicated. It says, I'm 68 and my wife is almost 60. I have a pretty good life insurance policy for her when I die, but is there anything else I should think about? I just don't want to wait any longer to make sure she is taken care of when I'm gone. All right. So that's, that's nice thought there. What, what, what answer do you have for him? And it's so sweet. He has this big life insurance policy and it's great. She's going to receive that money upon his death if he passes away before her. Uh, she'll inherit that tax-free, which of course is going to help her, you know, continue her lifestyle. And the things you got to think about though, upon a spouse passing away is, you know, one of the social securities, if you're of social security age, one of the social securities is going to be gone. If there's a pension involved, it could either be gone or, or reduced. So that life insurance might be helping a gap that they have in their, in their plan upon one of the spouses passing away. But the other thing I would look at is potential uh, some form of long-term care protection for her because who's going to take care of her upon the husband passing away? So I would want to you know, really take a look and say, if you don't have anybody to help you out there, which a lot of people don't, you know, how much is it going to cost to make sure that she's covered for in, in that aspect? 
I would also just uh, go over, make sure all your beneficiaries and that are up to date, make sure your estate plan's up to date. Uh, you don't know how many times I've seen where beneficiaries, uh, there's been there's been clients, uh, their prospects at the time, and they came in and they had their ex-wife's name still as beneficiary on their accounts. It's best to, to double check these things, but I would say just off the bat, looking for some type of long-term care protection for her would be a good first step. For 13 years, we've been doing just that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come to the right decision for their financial plans, including what to do about taxes and inflation. If you're retired, well, you will be retired in the next five years. I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. We're right here. We're in Southfield, Michigan, Metro Detroit, just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road in the beautiful atrium building right across from the Southfield Public Library. We would love to see you in person for your first appointment. So pick up the phone, give us a call, 248-988-9696, or go directly to our website. It's simple. It's my last name, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. All right, thanks very much for hanging out with us. We'll do it again next weekend. I'm James Parker. This has been Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Never too late to fine-tune your financial plans. To schedule your complimentary visit with Sean, text VISIT to 248-988-9696. That's VISIT to 248-988-9696. Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principle. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.